We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome in, everyone, to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Dan Connick. Joining me today, it's my usual crew. I've I have had a, a really great opportunity last week to jump around with a couple other friends at the Pack a Day Podcast, but it's uh, it's my two regular guys with me today, uh, Matt Fralick and Janelle Mackey. Guys, how are we doing today? Good. Uh, I imagine. I guess the best analogy I'd give you for any Packer fan is you're like the Spencer Havener of the Packer Day podcast, Dan. You're just the, the duct tape that keeps everyone going. You know, you can, you can play tight end, linebacker, special teams, whatever it is. Like, I don't feel like Spencer Havener gets talked enough a bunch. Like, there's like times where like I just I'm like, gosh, wouldn't that be awesome if there was a guy like that? Even in just the NFL in general, like guy that can play both ways and is like accumulating touchdowns. But yeah, you're uh, you're keeping you're keeping it together here. Dan's our utility guy, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> everyone loves the, like you have to love a utility guy, whether it's like basketball, baseball, or football. Like everyone loves that guy that can just go out and do whatever needs to be done. It's like Man, McAvoy that's, that's for the Badgers. I, <laughs> yeah, that, I, I that's how that's how I made my my uh, my my money as a as an athlete was sp- not not being a not being an overall great uh, contributor, but really just kind of doing a, a, a semi-decent job at a couple of small things and doing just enough that I contributed enough to keep me around and, and justify my, uh, you know, overall lack of real athletic ability. Um, 
but no, no, it's uh, it's been it's been fun to be talking about uh, a, a lot of really exciting stuff this week for the Packers. Obviously, uh, we got to break down the the win last night against uh, the Redskins, and uh, this is you know looking ahead like we are to really the fun part of the season. I feel like I, I've been looking forward to this, um, you know, ever since the schedule came out, and I think it's really been building to a crescendo as the wins keep piling up for the Packers. And then when you keep looking around the uh, division, the way the Vikings have been playing. And now uh, apropos as what we're talking about today with the bears starting to put something together and gaining a little bit of confidence uh, coming into this week. We'll talk about that a little bit more um, as we get into the episode guys. But uh, so just some news and notes to go over before we jump into the heart of everything. I think the big thing on the Packers uh, wire today is uh, the news that the Packers have activated their uh, recently acquired offensive lineman, Jared Veldier or Veldheer. Um, you know, he was that kind of unique situation where he retired or said he was retiring before the season with the Patriots and then uh, made the decision he wanted to come back and the Patriots wave and the Packers able to pick him up off that waiver list. And so the corresponding move, they uh, release Adam Pankey. He goes on to waivers and I, I don't know. I don't know how much you can read into this guys, because I think, you know, just the idea of signing him or, or claiming him off of waivers, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, a sign that you know they feel like there is a little bit of a depth issue at um, the offensive line position, and I think really in particular that offensive tackle uh, group as well. I talked a little bit about that with Mike last night. Uh, you know, when you're looking at some of the the issues on offense, I think you have to look at uh, the especially that tackle position with Balaga and Bakhtiari as something to look forward to this week and the next couple of weeks as a maybe a point of issue. Because it hasn't looked as solid as you know we've seen from that group in past uh, weeks and seasons. Yeah, Dan, I think just adding someone like Jared Valdir is super important getting toward this last stretch of the year before you get into the playoffs. Not only has uh, Brian Balaga been banged up and thankfully came back sooner than I think most expected, but um, David Bakhtiari hasn't played up to his standard. I think there's a play on Sunday where Ryan Kerrigan even had a great bull rush on him and just kind of took him off balance and... It's nice to add someone like Valier and swapping out, you know, Adam Pankey, who I think was a project player that they always looked at. But Vedil is a veteran. Um, you know, he's played for the Broncos, been on runs with the Patriots deep in the playoffs. And it's just to add some quality, I think, to already kind of shrinking offensive line crew. Um, it's nice to have. So um, hopefully if he does get some snaps, he'll be able to, you know, fill in on either side of the line. But at this point, it's just nice to see that Blog is back and Bakhtiari still, you know, generally – um, up to his elite level. Yeah, and just kind of bringing in someone new, kind of creating a little bit more depth because kind of watching these last couple games, some very like low-level teams are still putting a lot of pressure on Rodgers, getting to Rodgers, putting him on the ground, really causing a lot of pressure on him. And now Packers are going to have to turn around and play the Bears, who have a really strong front seven. There's talk Trevathan might come back, so – you really want to make sure that you have the best you have like on that line and you want them to be playing at their top level. So hopefully if he plays, he plays well, or hopefully this is kind of a wake up call that, Hey, somebody else is here trying to take your spot. So you better get it together. Cause 
Bears, they their defense is tough. We know that. We've seen it plenty of times, especially with Khalil Mack on the team now. So really something that they got to make sure is solid this coming Sunday. Yeah, and, and one thing to say for the offensive line, as a whole, it's it hasn't been – it hasn't been terrible. Like, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, there has been a lot of pressure that has gotten to Aaron. I think a lot, I think a good portion of it still, especially this past weekend against Washington um, is a product of Aaron holding onto the ball a little too long. And also, uh, you know, wide receivers not really being able to get open and kind of be able to, uh, be there to make a play for Aaron to throw to. Um, but yeah, again, there, there is that issue where, uh, like Matt kind of said, especially with Bakhtiari, it isn't necessarily that they're playing terrible, but like w- when they, when a player like Bakhtiari, who you could argue has been the best left tackle in NFL, at least the last two years, uh, when there's a drop, it's, it's pretty noticeable. And uh, it's been kind of noticeable, especially on both sides. And with uh, Balaga and his injury, um, you know, just down the stretch to have a guy like this in the back pocket is never a bad thing to have, um, you know, for sure. Uh, some other uh, news as well um, as we as we move into the game this week with the Bears. Uh, it looks like uh, Force Chicago, Roquan Smith, one of those uh, guys that could be getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers in that offensive line gets placed on injured reserve today. Uh, so one less guy that we could see out there, but like Janelle also said, um, it looked like Danny Trevathan could be back as well. So regardless, this is going to be a, a tough test again for this offensive line. And uh, I think that's maybe let's where we start as we kind of break down what we're looking ahead to um, in this uh, game against Chicago guys. Um, it's something I said last night with Mike a couple of weeks ago, this game looked like it was just a, a, a one kind of stop back home before you go on those last two games, uh, on the road. Now it's looking like this bears team, the way that they're playing, uh, you know, with the talent on the offense, you could say it's still kind of questionable that they could make a run or make a push, but the dangerous thing about them is they've got a lot of momentum and they've got a lot of, uh, you know, confidence coming into this game. And it's not the walkover that I think maybe some were thinking the last couple of weeks. Yeah, coming that's, into this that's a great now. point, Dan. They're on a, like just a huge momentum swing right now. They beat the Cowboys on Thursday night. And let's not forget, that means they have an extra few days of rest before they travel to Lambeau mm-hmm. and just beating the Cowboys is just, I don't care, you know, if they have a talented team like they do right now or whoever it's, it's always going to give you that, like that extra pep in your step, I think. And, the way that they're playing right now, it's like not even based off their defense. It's Mitchell Trubisky all of a sudden like rising from the ashes and they're running the ball effectively with like David Montgomery or at least giving him the ball enough to keep defenses honest. And um, they have, they're they're finally, I feel like I saw it a little bit maybe in the second half of that Cowboy game. They're finally using their weapons a little bit more. I mean, Cordero Patterson's seems like just every game I've watched in the last I would say probably since maybe the week before Thanksgiving, like it almost seems like every punt return or kick return, he's going to break one, like just for a touchdown. And I hope it's not against the Packers, but I wouldn't be surprised the way the special team has been this year. But I mean, they got Cordero Patterson, Tariq Cohen, Anthony Miller's coming to his own. And then they still have Allen Robinson, who if we go back to week one, you know, had a big, big, pretty big week, at least uh, big plays to keep their drives going um, for the Bears. So 
Um, yeah, they're on a momentum swing. It's it's like you said, it's very odd because a few weeks ago it would have been like, oh, this is a cakewalk game. Like no one needs to worry about this. And because I mean, just the national media was killing Trubisky, and now it's one of those games where like, yeah, the Packers, you know, they've they've ripped off two in a row. That's great, but they like we talked about a few weeks ago. Like these are more of like get your head right games. Like maybe blow out it, you know, blow out one of these teams that are playing horribly. Um, that didn't really happen. So you're, you're hoping that it was just like, you know, iron the kink, you know, get everything ironed out, get the wrinkles ironed out. And let's see, you know, where both these teams are at. Cause they're clearly, I mean, the Packers are a good team. They need to play up to their caliber and the bears are playing, I would say where everyone expected them to this year. So it's, it's definitely more of an even match than people had thought. Yeah. I think if we would have played them more, middle of the season we'd be having a completely different discussion right now but all of a sudden like like you said we're getting the wins but it's kind of scraping for wins against lower tier teams whereas the bears are kind of like you said rising from the ashes they're kind of finding their feet they're getting their momentum going Mitch Trubisky is coming off a hot game against uh the Cowboys so and that's always fun so they're coming off a big win we're coming off a meh couple of wins so I think it's really important. This is the last home game, I believe. So really got to get this one. Three more divisional games. So have to really take the one at home because honestly, you look at the division and it's even though you're like, well, we should beat this team. We should beat this team. It's always close. It seems like all the divisional games, no matter the record, they're always like, you really got to fight to the end to get the win. So I'm expecting a completely different game than week one where it's really low defensive game because all of a sudden Bears offense is getting a little hot. So either our defense has to really step it up or our offense has to really step it up or both would be cool. If they could finally be in sync with one another, that would be cool too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think uh, especially, you know, this week, but then the last three weeks, that's something that I think we're all really looking for. That's kind of like the last piece of the puzzle for this season and this team is we've seen the offense work on all, on all uh, cylinders. We've seen the defense fire on all cylinders. And then this week we saw special teams have a pretty decent week. If we can give a shout out again to Tyler Irvin, uh, you know, with his uh, basically season saving play this past week. Um, Now we just need to see all three facets working together all at once. And that's when this team is really going to uh, really going to be dangerous. And if you were going to find a time to do it, December football last three weeks, division rival division crown on the line would be the perfect time to, uh, to get it done. Um, Let's talk about this defense now a little bit for the Packers. Uh, Zadarius Smith is still flying around all over the, all over the field. And uh, we we've finally seen, it, it seems like, uh, the last couple of weeks, we've seen some of these guys really, I, I know the numbers haven't shown it, but I think just looking at it, I, I think we've seen these guys start to find themselves inside Mike Pettin's defense. For me, it still has been about Mike Pettin putting guys in the right position. Um, and I think this week is a really big opportunity for this defense to step up and uh, have a real confidence maker against um Mitchell Trubisky before they head into uh, the matchup with Kirk Cousins next week. Yeah, I think like, especially looking at Montgomery, he was 
pretty tough to play against for us week one. So he's kind of seemed like he's got a fire going. So yeah, I mean, got two tough running backs to face the next two weeks with Montgomery. And they also do have Cohen, who sometimes he can have a big game. Sometimes you can really shut him down. So he's really kind of hit or miss. And then obviously Allen Robinson, who's all of a sudden, he's lights out lately. So got a really tough match. All of a sudden, it's turned into a really tough offensive-defensive matchup. But luckily, the Bears are a team that we see a lot of. We see them twice a year. We get a lot of film on them. And we have guys who have played for them. So hopefully someone like Amos kind of remembers a lot of that kind of stuff and can be a little bit more effective in those kinds of games. Um, and it was also kind of nice to see Amos really stepped up against the Redskins, like getting to the quarterback, getting to the ball, interception, all that kind of stuff. So he was really all over the place. So hopefully he can do the same thing against his former team. Yeah, I think uh, just talking about the defense too. I mean, I was I went back and watched some of the condensed film from the game um, earlier today and just reminded how uh, Raven Green was on the field during that game. Uh, I saw number 24 flying around. I'm like, who the heck is... I'm like, oh yeah, Raven Green. He was uh, healthy at one point. Uh, I saw a lot of snaps where Tony Brown was lined up outside um, against Allen Robinson. We haven't seen that in I don't know how many weeks. Tony Brown seems to be just MIA. He had a, it seemed like he was gone for a few weeks and he's got an injury now. But um, the main thing I think for me going back to that tape was that I do remember um, Bears Twitter during the game and even after just you know being super upset about not running the ball more with David Montgomery up the middle. And we've seen now in recent weeks um, that David Montgomery is effective in that offense. Last week versus the Cowboys, he had 20 carries. I believe he's only for about 80 yards, but that's still, they're establishing the run. And I would say right now, um, even more recent, or even longer actually, not recent, um, the, the Packers have not been able to stop the run up the middle. And if you combine those two things with the way Mitch Trubisky's been playing with the play action and kind of the rollout, like that could be a recipe for failure for the Packers um, on Sunday. So I think they really need to slow down David Montgomery in that run game. It seems like anyone can run on the on the Packers at this point. I mean, Geis goes out of the game this last week, and all of a sudden it's Adrian Peterson again. Like, he's not wearing yellow and purple. He's, you know, 34 years old and running still, for, you know, for a touchdown about 70 yards. So it seems like at this point anyone can really run for against the Packers defense, and I just hope they're able to shore that up. Um I just, it's at some point, I think that as the season goes on and the days get colder and the, the nights get longer, the, the Packers are going to come up against a defense or an offense where they're just going to pound it on them. And it looked like it really was that game this past Sunday. There was a few drives where, I mean, clearly Haskins is hurt. I don't know why he was still in the game. And they're just running the ball eight out of nine times down the field. So if a you know, a team that's a little bit better than the Redskins comes up with a formula just as such, or even takes a few shots with a healthy quarterback. It could be a, could be a shorter season for the Packers. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, and I think, uh, I, I think as we, we look at that defense too, something has to be said about uh, Kevin King. Cause I, I know that he got, he gets dumped on a lot and um, but it, I, I I feel like there was a his absence was felt in in that Washington game, especially when you know his replacement is uh, Tremont Williams. There's there is a noticeable difference between having Kevin King in the game and having uh, Williams in the game in that kind of secondary that second uh, cornerback role. Um, 
you know, I, I think that that's, that is another key to look at for this defense. I think he needs to be healthy because as much as he kind of gets, you know, uh, the short end of it a lot of times and gets a lot of uh, criticism, some of it uh, is pretty warranted, but I, I, I do think he is still a NFL level cornerback and there, there's a bit of a drop off when he doesn't uh, get that rotation into the cornerback group. And like you said, with Allen Robinson being in there, uh, that that's going to be, that's going to have to be, you know, it, it could be, it could honestly be him and Jair on an Island together, you know, rotating back and forth of who handles Allen Robinson. And especially uh, like you said, with the, with it being that um, with, with it being probably a heavy focus on the run game for the bears, you're not, probably not going to be in as much nickel and they, and the Packers went pretty heavy a lot of the times in uh, in that game against the Redskins. So it's going to be up to cornerbacks like that uh, with Kevin King. Hopefully, you know, the injury he kept, that kept him out this past week isn't anything that uh, we see kind of crop up this week. Um, guys, any final, uh, any final things that we haven't touched on yet as we look forward to this Bears game? Um, you know, mentioned it's the last home game for the Packers this year. Uh, they'll finish off the season with two uh, road games indoors. So this is the last time they'll be outdoors in the regular season. Um, and, you know, as we kind of said too, uh, you know, there's a good chance that the Packers could have a, will probably have a home game and possibly could as of right now be hosting uh, a buy or have a bye week and hosting uh, in the divisional round. So, uh, until that time, this is the last time the Packers will play outside um, as well. So any, any final thoughts as we wrap up this look ahead to the Bears? I think uh, going back, like I said, watching week one tape, it looked like this was the first game that I could remember since maybe this this current Redskins game where they actually th- – or maybe in the Mercedes-Lewis game two weeks ago where um, they actually threw to Tanyan, Mercedes-Lewis, and Jimmy Graham. And – um, it would be nice to see those receivers or excuse me, those tight ends, just like they have the last two weeks get involved with that offense again. So um, clearly it was successful week one. Let's see if, you know, they'll roll the momentum that they've had the last two weeks into the bears game again. But um, uh, like Janelle said, right in the beginning, it's, it's going to be a completely different game. I think there was 20 combined penalties in that game, 17 punts. Um, uh, the bears were 20%, I believe on third down conversion. The Packers were at like 16 or 18. So it's going to be a completely different game. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope the Packers offense is out running and Rogers starts making some better decisions. But um, again, it's always going to be one of those close games once again, like Janelle said, but I hope it's, um, you know, I just hope the Packers can get to a, you know, in this last home game, have some success and uh, ride that wave into the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, the last time the Packers and bears met, it was LaFleur's first game with us so it was first game with a whole new scheme with kind of a fresh face and hopefully now that LaFleur has congratulations on his 10 wins hopefully that's something too that's different that we kind of have going into this game like okay well we're confident with where we are like that was kind of the first big test as to how this team was going to go so past that now here we are 10 wins so hopefully that at least gives us some momentum and Obviously, against the Bears, you always have to have that have-to-win feel. But I think the important thing is at least going two and one, like winning two games and only taking one loss these last three games. If they can do that, I think that'll be successful. Get the win at home and then win at least one more on the road. So 
it would obviously be really nice to see them win out, but three divisional games, that can be really tough three in a row. So I think at least winning two of those is going to be the the key factor and taking one at home would be super nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on top of that too, with the, with the Vikings losing, uh, last week, the, the Packers can still clinch the division with and lose that Minnesota game if they win the, the those other two games. So yeah, go, at least going two and one is pretty crucial uh, down the stretch. And you know when you look at it, the Bears game has to look at like one of those games that should be a win. Um, you know, just one more thing again, you know, thing that I'm looking for this week and what I've been looking for pretty much every week is just that consistency again on offense, like we've mentioned. Matt, I think you cut you hit on it there just a little bit. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers just miscues, uh, you know, just poor throws. We we could kind of uh, explain it away last season with it being Mike McCarthy and that whole offense. And, you know, I think he got maybe a little bit of a pass, maybe more than he should have. But, yeah, I think there's, there's some criticism to be made about the throws that Aaron Rodgers missed because uh, I read a, a great uh, piece by Peter Bukowski um, who highlighted a couple of those just wide open, th- wide open plays that could have just been game busters that Aaron Rodgers just missed a little bit on, and um, you know hitting on that too with Jimmy Graham missed a couple of really big throws to Jimmy Graham that could have uh, really made that the Jimmy Graham coming out party last week, and so just seeing this offense be a hundred percent would make me feel a lot better because I think. The defense has done, I, I said this last night, the defense has done what it's asked you to, or you've asked of it, pretty much the entire season. It's done just enough to keep you relevant in the game, w- whether it's completely dominate in some cases or in other cases when it's a grind-out victory and maybe the offense isn't producing as much, they've done just enough to keep you in the game and keep you in an opportunity to grind out uh, those victories as well. So, um you know, if it was one or the other, I'd really like to see this offense click again and see some vintage Aaron Rodgers for a complete 60 minutes. Um, so uh, that will pretty much wrap it up for us today. Make sure you stick with us the rest of the week, guys, as we look forward ahead to this Bears game and the rest of the uh, regular season and the postseason as well. Um, make sure you're following us each and every day at Packaday Podcast on Twitter. All three of us are on there as well. I'm on there at DK all the way. Guys, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Janelle, where can everyone find you on Twitter? You can find me at Big Mac underscore four. Mac is M-A-C-K. Awesome. And, you know, actually, uh, before we sign off, I we almost kind of forgot, uh, Matt, um, you brought to our attention this whole uh, – it's something that I think we do need to kind of touch on with Mike McCarthy. Um, yeah. That, uh, you know, it, it looks like there's a, a special coming out, uh, a kind of a deep dive into um, what Mike McCarthy has been up to this past year. You kind of brought it to our attention if you want to just uh, tell the people a, lot, a little bit about it or, or dive into it for us a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So it looks like it's like a small – I don't want to say – I guess a documentary, um, uh, NFL Network personality – personality Tom Pelissero uh, put out like a short video today um, just kind of talking about the ins and outs of what Mike McCarthy's been up to recently. Uh, basically what he's been doing is just kind of watching film with a bunch of um, former colleagues or just kind of peers within the NFL. Um, uh, three of them that they, he named was uh, one of them was Frank Cignetti. Um, 
worked with uh, as a quarterback coach when him and uh, Mike were with the uh, with the Packers. Uh, Scott McCurley, who was a defensive, I want to say like a not specialty coach, but quality control. And then Jim Hazlitt. Uh, I'm sure many people have heard of Jim Hazlitt. He's been all over the place. I don't think they ever worked together, but um, just kind of one of those guys that's just a football mind. So they've been breaking down tape from college to NFL to kind of just schemes that um, certain personalities and certain minds have been bringing into the NFL and just kind of staying up to date. And um, the thing that really stuck out to me was uh, uh, the guy interviewing Tom asked him just, kind of how it's affected his family a little bit and um, just like not being around football. And he very candidly and kind of just almost broke down and just saying like how much his family needs football and how it's, you know, so selfish of a head coach, um, you know, a man just to be in the football limelight and just having to, you know, sacrifice so many things, but just how much his family um, wants him to get back to football. And um, it's clearly uh, probably a good piece. It'll be on NFL Network. Uh, Dan had mentioned also before um, we started recording that he's going to be on a um, Milwaukee radio station tomorrow as well. So it seems like there's a little bit of a PR move from the Mike McCarthy camp to get back in the NFL. Um, and great to see, I mean, anyone that's getting out of the game, I think we've seen that time and time again from players to coaches that if you're out for more than a year, it's you know maybe a year or two, you might get a shot in training camp if you're a player. But at that point, you're you kind of just people kind of forget about you. So um, good for him, at least that he's you know still working on his craft and connecting with some good minds, and then also just um, trying to get his name back in the uh, I guess throwing his name back in the ring when um, there's going to be some vacancies probably in the next six weeks. Yeah, and I have, I have a lot of respect for McCarthy. I was never one of those people like calling for his head. It was just kind of one of those it's time kind of things. But we've seen. Panthers have already fired their coach, so you don't really know what's going to happen these last few weeks. So he could start to filter in. So maybe that's why at this time, all of a sudden, like you said, all the PR push, because now teams are going to start looking for that as they try and clean out their coaching staff. Yeah, and that um, again, that'll be on uh, 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee and then 100.5 um, in uh, in Madison as well. So, yeah, something to look forward to. Uh, the the preview that uh, Tom Pelissaro has on, on Twitter of it, it, it looks really good and, and just a really in-depth look. And, you know, as much as uh, he caught a lot of flack and, uh, you know, deservedly so last couple of years in Green Bay, he's still a great coach and uh, probably an even better person overall. So it should be a great in-depth look into that. So make sure you tune into it and uh, try and find it wherever you can. But, um Again, that'll do it for us here at the Pack a Day podcast. Um, guys, until next time, uh, which I believe will be breaking down uh, the post game for that Minnesota Vikings game on Monday night. Um, uh, until that time, guys, enjoy uh, the last three weeks of the season here. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.
whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.